every home is different. So we can't take for granted that any house doesn't need anything. I would say if we wanted to make a kind of a more general statement, it would be along the lines of you don't need to make any cosmetic updates, Mm -hmm. cosmetic repairs. Cosmetic. Okay. That's good. What we're looking for in homes that might need some attention, maybe, I mean, it just depends on the circumstances, are the bigger systems of the home, the roof, the foundation, the plumbing. The thing about that is that for our senior sellers, the greatest generation, they take care of their homes and they typically aren't having to do anything. They don't have to lift a finger and have an easy peasy move, easy peasy transaction and fast. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Our guest today has been on, I think this is her third time, but I love having her as a guest because she shares such excellent information. The guest is Trisha Spurrier. She is a realtor with Keller Williams, the Spurrier Group, and she is just such a great resource about this crazy hot seller's market that we have going on right now. And we want to talk about that that's continuing into 2022. And I think it's really important for, especially if you're a senior, because this is your biggest asset, your home, right? So we want to get top dollar for our home. And Trisha has been able to help a few of my clients and she has been able to get them top dollar. And I want her to share her wisdom so that everyone gets top dollar for their home. So welcome, Trisha. Thank you so much. It's always so fun to be here with you, Lori. We're going to have a good time. Okay. I'm excited. And I'm excited for you to share information because we've done shows before with you and talked about selling a home. And you know it's different when you're selling a home as a senior and just some things to look for. We've talked about that transition. But What I want to talk about now is that, I mean, okay, so this is not slowing down. The seller's hair on fire, as you call it, seller's market is still going, right? Oh, my word. It is. And, you know, it's an awesome time for uh, a senior who is thinking about transitioning, maybe downsizing, having a simpler life, leave that maintenance behind and the worry and the stress of home ownership. And it is so cool. It really is an awesome time for seniors to be able to take advantage And to your point, it has not slowed down at all. As a matter of fact, we're expected to stay in this crazy hair on fire seller's market for most of this year. So it's not slowing down to your point. Okay, great. So it's still a good time. The best time, it sounds like, to sell a house. So are, are there any challenges in this hot seller's market that you've come across? Yes, that's a great question because you know what? It is an awesome time and a a senior needs to take full advantage. If they're thinking about moving in the next couple of years, I wouldn't wait. I would do it now. But yeah, there are some challenges in a crazy hair on fire seller's market like this. And I would say that probably one of the challenges that I run into every day 
is actually getting my clients to believe me when I tell them what we can sell their house for, you know, because Mm -hmm. most of the time a senior has been living in their home 15, 20, 30 plus years, and they're not following the market like we do every day, obviously, and they don't realize how much equity they actually have built in their home. As a matter of fact, National Association of Realtors posted, I was just a few weeks ago, that the average American has 43% more equity in their home than they are aware of. And so, yeah, I know, right? And that's because of the um, year-over-year appreciation rates we've been experiencing in the Metroplex, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So when we have year-over-year 10% appreciation rates, those numbers start adding up real fast in your favor as a seller. And so getting a senior adult to, to believe me when I tell them what we can you know, get for their home, that's, it's a fun challenge. It's yeah. a challenge, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, challenge all nonetheless. But that's, you know, to your point, that is a good reason that they should talk to an experienced, trusted realtor like yourself, because I see some people put their homes on the market themselves and they may not know that they may be hurting themselves and selling their home for a lot less than they could get because they're just assuming, but you have all the data you can look up, right? All the like, yeah. what is it, comps, is that what it's called? That yeah, you yeah, you got it. It's yes. Let's see your window. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's called a comparative market analysis and we shorten it in the real estate world for comps, but the comps matter. And let me tell you why. So the comps, we always go back to the comps because that is true. Like you said, true data. The comps tell us a story too, but without emotion. And so selling a home can be very emotional. Buying a home, it can be a very emotional process. So anything we can do to bring some data that's not emotional to the table helps us to make the best decisions for ourselves. So that's really why you'll hear realtors go on and on and on about comps. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I want to ask you a question because I'm sure everyone gets these. I get emailed all the time from Zillow. Your house is now worth X amount. How accurate is Zillow? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> I actually just had this conversation with a client yesterday. I was in her Louisville home and she asked a very similar question. So what I say about that is if you don't already have a trusted, experienced real estate agent, and you're just kind of thinking, wonder what my house is worth. If you go to a site like um, Zillow or Redfin or any of those third-party sources, you get what is, is actually just an estimate of listing prices, sometimes sold, but mostly listing prices in the area. The thing about that is no one from Zillow has been in your home. They don't know that you have granite countertops or that you have a saltwater pool with a spa or that you just recently put in all new plumbing, right? They don't know those factors of your home that can give you an an adjustment in your favor um, for your sales price. Like, for example, there was a client uh, that you and I were helping was a few months back and 
he had gotten an estimate from one of those sources. And he said, well, this is what I think I should sell my house for. And I said, well, how'd you come up with that number? And he told me that, you know, he went online and I said, well, let's sit down, let's look at the comps. Let me make some adjustments for your home and compared to those comps. And what we found was that actually with the data from sold data from MLS, we were able to actually list his home $20,000 higher than what he had gotten online. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because the online service is not personal. It's not in your home. You can't tell that online company with just your address about all the updates you've made or haven't made. I mean, it, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So when you want a, a real accurate true picture of possibility of the value of your home, always go to your trusted real estate advisor because your online services, they are simply pulling data from around the area. And it it doesn't take your property and its unique characteristics into consideration. And that's what makes or breaks it when you're looking at pricing. It's your property, what's unique, and you have to take into account how that factors. Okay. Thank you so much for explaining that. That helps a lot. And, you know, throughout this podcast, I feel like we're going to hammer home that you really need to speak with a trusted, experienced real estate advisor because this is your biggest asset. And that for seniors, we want our money to last as long as possible. And that's what we're trying to do here. And like we've said, it's a crazy hair on fire. Buyers are Seller's market. I'm getting my names confused there, but seller's market. (laughs) So what other challenges do you run into? I'd say another challenge is that the public sometimes has a perception that because the real estate market is so great, and that is in air quotes, by the way, great, (laughs) awesome, that we have actually had more people joining the real estate world as agents, getting their license. It is causing people to think, oh, okay, well, I'm going to become a real estate agent. And now because the market is so hot, well, I mean, everybody needs a start. So that there's nothing wrong with that. The challenge on, from what I see is I'm working with a lot of inexperienced agents. And so what happens in a transaction, people don't understand that even the other party of the transaction, their agent might make it a lot easier for you in your transaction or could make it a lot more difficult than it needs to be in your transaction. I'll, I'll just leave it at that, Lori. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's what I mean. It takes a lot of hands to get to the closing table. And if we're working with an inexperienced agent, they might not have all the knowledge and experience to help their client best, which could affect us too. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've also been in clients' homes where one client right now whose sister-in-law is an agent. She's been an agent for a couple of years, but they don't believe that she's got the skill set. I mean, maybe she does, but they don't want to use her because of her inexperience. And in this market, you have to know it's not just the sales price that you're looking for. It's the contract terms. I can't even begin to tell you how many terms there are in a contract that are negotiable. And we negotiate those up front before execution of the contract. So having an experienced agent help you in this transaction can make a tremendous difference 
well to the outcome, which is what we're after, which is the highest net possible with the least inconvenience. Exactly. So I would say we see a little more inexperienced agents can kind of make things a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would imagine because there's like bidding wars now too, right? So you end up, I know one sweet couple that we helped, they had what, 14 offers on their house? I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're one of the ones that couldn't believe what we could get for their house. <laughs> and that was a fun day. Those are happy yes, conversations I, to have, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. They actually did. You're right to your point. They ended up in a, a three-day weekend. They received 14 offers and multiple, obviously that's multiple offers and a bidding war. And we ended up netting them $30,000 more than even the list price. And I was pushing it on the list price to begin with because I, I thought they could get it. And that's happening everywhere. The other thing about that sweet couple, I'll mention this is they thought they had to make some upgrades and updates to their home when I met with them because their kitchen wasn't as updated as some of their neighbor friends that they've been in their homes. And they actually had an appointment with a contractor in a couple of weeks after I was going to be there. And if I hadn't gotten in there when I did, they would have paid that contractor thousands of dollars to renovate the kitchen. And when she was telling me that at the table, I know my eyes were wide. And I'm like, I, I wanted to let her finish telling me the story, but also I wanted to say, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, they didn't do it. They didn't put that money into it. And that's the same house that sold with 14 offers over list, 30 grand more than we thought. That's amazing. And, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm talking to seniors, a lot of times they will say to me, well, you know, I need to sell my house first, but there's a lot of things I need to do to it. I need to change the carpet. I need to paint. I need to do these things. And and I, your voice is always in my head. And I'm like, mm, Trisha says you don't have to do anything. So, I mean, is that true? Would you say, I mean, in this market, really nothing needs to be done to the house to sell it as it is? Yeah, you know, just every home is different. So we can't take for granted that any house doesn't need anything. I would say if we wanted to make a kind of a more general statement, it would be along the lines of you don't need to make any cosmetic updates, Mm -hmm. cosmetic repairs. Cosmetic, okay, that's good. Yeah, uh what we're looking for in homes that might need some attention, maybe, I mean, it just depends on the circumstances, are the bigger systems of the home, the roof, the foundation, the plumbing. The thing about that is that for our senior sellers, the greatest generation, they take care of their homes and they typically aren't having to do anything. They don't have to lift a finger and have an easy peasy move, easy peasy transaction and fast too. Yeah. I know you Mm -hmm. were telling a story recently about a lady who had her house had like the avocado green kitchen and the shag carpet, you know, I guess 60s, 70s era. And she really thought she would have to sell like to an investor, right? And then what happened with that one? Yes, that was a fun house. I loved this house. It was 1968, I believe, and everything in the house was original. And she thought, because it was so dated and carpet worn and laminate countertops, etc., she might need to sell that to an investor. Well, I told her that her house was actually marketable. It doesn't need to be sold to an investor. Let's put it on the market with multiple offers and over list, most likely. And she said, how? I don't know how you can do that. Again, another client that's like, I can't believe it. 
And so what I did was I had an investor come and walk the property and give us an offer. And the offer was $151,000. And she said, okay, that's kind of what I thought. And I'm like, we're not doing that. Let me show you why. (laughs) So we go back to the comps, to the data. She agreed with me. We put it on the market. We sold that home for $225. And it sold, let's see, it was a cash offer. Under contract in less than five days. And, you know, that's a $74,000 increase from having what she thought she might need to do is sell it to an investor. $74,000. I mean, do you want to give your $74,000 to an investor or do you want it in your bank account? I would like a bank account, please. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's worth a phone call and a meeting, right? Like just to see. Yeah, and interested because houses are selling so quickly too. That kind of takes like another objection that, you know, sometimes, I mean, nobody loves having their house on the market and having it leave for showings and having it look perfect, but that's not the situation right now. That's how it was a few years ago. Maybe if you were selling your house, maybe it was on the market for a couple of months or whatever, but now they're selling in a weekend, right? Absolutely. I was at that appointment that I was mentioning yesterday. I was showing my client that in November, her neighborhood days on market, and by the way, days on market is just the number of days from the time you go live on MLS till you've executed a contract. Okay. So it's, that's what days on market is. And in November, when we looked, her days on market for the neighborhood was seven days. That means out of all the homes in that neighborhood, all of them, without any regard to size, condition, amenities, not just homes in the neighborhood, you're under contract in a week, seven days. And we looked yesterday at the same information and days on market is six. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and it really helps to have that data because that helps us to determine a timeline. It helps us to know with confidence we're going to be under contract in less than a week, mm-hmm. which means you're going to be at your closing appointment in less than three weeks or or less if it's a cash offer. So when we talk about quick and fast and easy peasy and don't lift a finger, I want people to you know get a second opinion. There's it's too much at stake, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we talk about a lot. Like you, if I were going to have brain surgery and I love the guy who says he can fix my brain, that's awesome, but it's my brain. I'm going to get a second opinion, you know? And so I recommend that, you know, talk with your trusted, experienced real estate advisor, at least talk to that one person and see Get some opinions. It doesn't mean you have to go with that agent. It just means get get some opinions so that you can make the best decision for yourself. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And like we keep saying, this is your biggest asset, more than likely for most seniors, most of us, you know, our house is. So how happy was the lady that you were able to get $74,000 more for? <laughs> you know, what's fun is this, that closing was in December and she's the sweetest sweetest lady anyway, but she was so thrilled and our party continues. I'm actually seeing her this afternoon. (laughs) She doesn't know I'm coming, but we've got a surprise party for her this afternoon. And it's, it's, it's just about, about that. We're celebrating that she made that great decision for herself. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, 
close and walk away. I mean, this is somewhat, this is her life. This is what she has to live on for the rest of her life. And we're happy. She's happy. And I can't wait to see her. I love that. That's so exciting. Are there any other challenges or anything that you feel like we need to share? One of the biggest challenges is that my clients, seniors especially, they don't have a current knowledge of this market. And so lack of knowledge on their part, they can become an easy target. Like mm-hmm. they could be targeted by all types of services, not just real estate, but any type of service in that, like downsizing, packing, move, all those estate sale companies, the services that we refer, the senior actually doesn't know what they don't know. And that can allow them to become an easy target. Mm-hmm. I want, and I know you do too, we want seniors to be educated. Just get a, an, another opinion so that you you can maximize this transaction, maximize your equity, protect your equity. We don't want to give it away unless you have to. And if you don't know what you don't know, you might be giving it away. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And, you know, to your point, and, and you've repeated this several times, I'm going to repeat it again too, is that this can be a very easy peasy process. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And of course, anytime we think about selling a house we've been in for 45 years, it is, it is overwhelming to think about. But just know this is the time throughout this year, the market has continued on. You can still get top dollar for your house probably more this year than last year, I'm guessing, in some cases. And then Trisha also uses many services that she has vetted herself, has used, has great experience with that can come in and help you with downsizing, with moving, with estate sales. So just as you said, to repeat again, easy peasy. We're taking the stress out of this, making this not overwhelming as it can be. It's just going to be a very simple process. Yes. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because... I'll give an example. If we were selling homes right now today in a buyer's market, which Mm -hmm. would be the complete opposite of the market we're in right now. But if we were selling in a buyer's market, I would have different strategies for my clients. We're not selling in a buyer's market. We're selling in a seller's market. As a seller, you are at the tip top of the pyramid as 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 far as it goes for highest net, easiest transaction ever. All the terms of the contract need to be written in your favor. If you don't know what terms are in a contract, don't sign one. Mm -hmm. If you have been presented an offer, it might be, I get calls every day. Right before we actually got on your show, I was on the phone with a gentleman who I was going to list his home in a couple of months on MLS with us. He called me and he said, I just actually opened the door and a man was standing there and had a piece of paper and was offering to buy my house. What? Was it a licensed agent? (laughs) Was it at least a, and he said, no, he just buys homes for cash. And he, he said, I want to buy your home. I'm serious. Here's an offer. Here's a contract. Mm -hmm. And I said, what'd you do with that? And he said, I just told him, no, thank you. Because I don't know anything about the language of that contract. I have no idea you know, if, if it was a good deal or not. And I wanted to talk to you about it. Wow. I wanted, I know I wanted to jump up and down and clap. I was so happy that he called me because if he had just signed that, 
what if he, and again, it's not just the sales price. Anybody mm-hmm. can quote you a great sales price, but what are you giving away in the contract terms? What are you giving away mm-hmm. that you don't know you're giving away? Um, and that's I mean, very, that that's scary. Like, that's very scary, actually, to me, because I just did an interview about fraud and our seniors and someone coming to your door, especially what if a senior opened the door and they have a little dementia and they just signed something. And I mean, it could be you just signed your house over to this person. I mean, and you're getting nothing for it. You know what I'm saying? That's a scary, scary thing. I just want people to find out, get an education about it. It only takes a few minutes. It's not difficult. It doesn't cost anything. And I'm, I'm happy to help anybody with anything that we can. You know that. I have sometimes people say, I don't know if, if we're going to actually use a real estate agent or not, Tricia, but can we ask you a question? It's like they don't even want to ask me because I'm like, please ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> please ask. And like you said, it's, it's about being educated, which is the whole point of this podcast to educate our seniors because we want the best for our seniors. And especially when we're talking about your biggest asset. We're in a great time now to sell our home. So if you've been thinking about moving to senior living or just downsizing in some way, or if there's a need like assisted living or memory care, this is the time to do it and get top dollar so that your money will last as long as possible. Because that's the fear of all seniors I speak with that running out of money. That's a, It's a huge fear. And understandably so. And I just... To your point, education is what we're trying to do. So if there's if anybody's listening to this today and they have a question about real estate, the value of their home, what other options might be available to them, at least talk to your experienced, trusted real estate advisor because that person will give you probably more than one option, one way to sell your home. Mm-hmm. And also, here's one thing that is really important. A real estate agent, a licensed realtor, has a fiduciary responsibility to their client to protect them, to maximize their equity, and to do the right thing at all times. Someone who does not have a license that is offering to purchase your home, what's in it for them? I want you to think, what's in it for them? And what contract am I signing? Is it a contract that was provided by the Texas Real Estate Commission that's written with legalities and with protections for buyers and sellers? Or is it a contract that was just drawn up that's not involved with the Texas Real Estate Commission and or with a fiduciary responsibility to that homeowner? If that matters to you, you got to talk to your real estate agent. That would matter to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, me too. Me too. So, well, great. Thank you so much, Tricia, for coming on and sharing your knowledge and experience. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited that this year is going to continue on with this hot seller's market. I know you're going to be busy. (laughs) Well, yeah, we are. We -hmm. are busy. We've we've got plenty of room to serve others. And let's do this again. Let's look in the summertime. Let's get back together and do maybe a six-month follow-up on what's happening in the market. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, a lot of people ask me, That's a, as a real estate agent, that's the biggest question I get asked all the time. What's the market like and how much is my house worth? <laughs> so, yeah. And is this going to continue on like this? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'll, you know, we'll look at it again and, and see what's happening at that time. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being on, Trisha. And we'll put your information. So if anyone wants to get in touch with Trisha and have her 
come out and give you an estimate or, or whatever it's called? Is it an estimate on your house or what do you call it? Yes. What's, the, yes. what's the term? We're, <laughs> we're just looking at what do the comps say, right? To the kind comps. of give you an idea for, yeah, exactly. That's what's right. happening in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I don't have the realtor uh, speak down, but comps. I did get that earlier. <laughs> You have more than you think you do, Lori. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah, you do. you do. Well, thanks again. And we will have you back on in about six months and see if things are still going crazy, which I hope they will be. I think that's, I mean, I'm, I wish I were ready to sell my house, but I'm not. But hopefully by the time, you know, that comes around, it'll still be back to a hot seller's market. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the opportunity. You know, I love uh, spending time with you and I know that your followers are interested in this topic and anything I can do to help, I'm absolutely available. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Trisha. Okay. Have a great one, Lori. All right. Thanks. And thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 